Hey everybody, welcome back to the Jesse Nyberg podcast. Today I'm here with James from Studio Innate. Super cool dude. We've been chatting a little bit on Instagram. Excited to just get right into it and start talking to him. So how you doing today, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Just uh, running around like a bit of a headless chicken at the moment, but... Yeah, working on a yeah. lot of stuff? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, as I mentioned to you before, um, got a baby arriving. Like, Yeah, congrats. Now. So yeah, appreciate it, man. So it's um it's been a bit crazy because i've just been trying to get everything done like yeah. from this last month has just been like turning away work and finishing up mm. work and just trying to get it done because the last thing i want to be doing is like having to reply to clients my wife's yeah. in labor I don't yeah think down or you have that. a baby crying like <laughs> yeah so I'm... now it's like i'm in a situation now where um it's like a lot of waiting around now but mm-hmm. um yeah just just getting to this point it's been like right cool we Good to yeah. go now, but do you think? Yeah, like, how about yourself, the, though, man? You good? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, pretty been a little busy today. Uh, I'm actually gonna st- pretty much on Monday, I guess, or this weekend technically. I'm gonna start. It's uh pretty much freelancing like full time. So I, I just finished nice. up my my last day at my at my full time like daytime design job, which was cool. I mean, it's kind of a weird feeling. It's bittersweet in a way. Like I'm excited, but. It's also scary, you know, obviously anytime you give up stability like that. Yeah. I mean, I remember that as well. Like when, um, I was in the situation when I was freelancing initially, sorry, when I was working for this agency before Yeah. and it was like my first proper job. And I remember thinking like, shit, is this what the, is this what the agency lifestyle is like? This yeah. is horrendous. Like I remember there was this, so I was working with this company. And they would just like look at you just like so just like with a pure look of filth if you were leaving like half an hour oh sorry if you're leaving on time like the earliest you could leave is like at least half an hour or an hour over time and i was just like fuck this i'm off like i just remember like my attitude didn't really go down that well with them because i was just like well you're not paying me i'm off (laughs) and and i was just like i'm I'm getting stuff done you know my work is done i'm not gonna stay here twiddling my thumbs and um yeah, and, and I just remember, it just didn't feel right. Like the stuff I was working on as well, because it was like my first job after uni. It was, um, you know, I was just doing all this stuff, like designing like flyers for like old people's homes and stuff like that. And I was like, what am I doing? Just yeah. didn't feel right. And then, um, yeah, I was just like, actually, it was when we had our first recession in the UK, like we had a big, big recession and they were like making everyone redundant at the time. And they were like, look, you know, we're um, because you're technically doing like maternity cover. Do you know what year we, that was about? That was probably like two, what, 2010, maybe 2000. Okay. I think, I think it was then. And, um, yeah. And, and it was just, so, so they were, they were like sort of getting rid of people and, you know, trying to try and lean down because they lost like a load of clients. So because I was doing right. like a maternity cover job, it was like, it made sense. And I was like, look, I'm happy. I will go, I will go. And I went freelance and, um, didn't look back at all. It's just like completely there's so much better like just being able to pick and choose who you work for like align it as well because i i used to, I used to really struggle with being in the same place like monday to friday right. nine till five mm-hmm. but then i got like a few arrangements where i was working at one place um like monday tuesday wednesday and then i worked somewhere else on mm-hmm. thursday and friday and it's just quite nice mixing that up um and yeah and just it's been able to work on like all these different projects as well and i got so much more excited about the work I was actually doing as well. Yeah. Um, because of mixing it up and then just, yeah, just, yeah, just like sort of jumping around between agencies and learning along the way, like what, what works as well for different agencies. Cause they're all different. Like all agencies have a different mm-hmm. personality. So it's quite nice being able to go in there and pick the things that I thought were actually quite working quite well for them. And the things that I was like, I probably wouldn't do that. Right. You know, so, um, yeah. So that, that was my whole, initial freelance grind yeah the agency uh, stuff's like i i worked at an agency um over here in los angeles i've spoke about it before and i think it's probably the most you can get to like the industry was an agency but as well as it was all like entertainment clients so like movie posters and like hollywood and stuff so those two things are like that's the double down of like stay here till midnight you know, because both yeah. those industries are very like grindy and I would be there till, you know, it's like you were saying, if you left on time, it was like, 
what a piece of garbage. Like, why would you be leaving yeah. on time? Like, you're supposed to stay here. Because, like, even the ADs and stuff would be there till 8 or 9. So it felt like, oh, you're not taking it serious, even though we were there from already 9 to 6 or something. It's yeah. Like, and I it's, mean, like, how does that make you feel as well? Like, yeah. do you feel you do, do you feel like appreciated as a designer? You know, when you're when you're being asked to stay that late, like I personally, if I, I wouldn't do that to a member of staff, I'm like and I remember I worked at one place and that was the turning point for me is when I was working for this place. They actually got shitty with you. If you were working through your lunch break, they were just like, what are you doing? Why are you still working? Go and have some lunch. Go and have a walk around. Yeah, like the opposite kind of. Huh? And yeah, and I was just like, oh, what, really? I'm like, I'm, I'm used to kind of like cowering out like a naughty dog that's just been told off. And, yeah. uh, and they were like, no, no, go, go, you know, go for a walk. It's like it's in the countryside as well. So like go for these nice long walks around these fields and woods or whatever. And it's just completely the opposite approach. And yeah. I completely, and I, I wanted to work for them and do better work for them. And I was so much more productive as well. And that was their argument. They were like, you are no use to us if you burnt out. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Like as a creative, and you'll know this too, you have like a window that you like, you're piping hot and you're on fire and you're designing and everything's clicking together. Yep. And then there's like the rest of the day where you're kind of thinking about stuff. And uh, I don't know, it's the same with you. Do, you. do you have like a hot spot that you just churn stuff out? It's harder to like, uh, you know, I spoke about this before, like, especially with daytime jobs, you know, you can only do like the conceptualizing, like heavy creative work so many hours in the day. There's part of me that like, yeah, I love that, like super exciting stuff, but I can only do that for like maybe half the time I could work on, you know, more like production stuff or whatever. Cause it's easy to just turn your brain off and do like tasks that you can basically do in your sleep. But if you're not feeling it or you're burnt out, it's really hard to like have this discovery phase and like come up with new ideas and like um, yeah. really critically think. Cause you're like, you're not fully in it. So I think that's, especially with freelance, you have to really have, you know, discipline and like a lot of like willpower to like be able to do that without anyone telling you like, all right, at least this many hours a day, make sure you come up with new ideas or work on something for a new client. So I think like you've obviously figured that out. And I think is that that whole agency life, is that what made you really want to start uh, creating like studio innate was that kind of the the birth of that yeah so essentially um like i said initially there were things that i was i was observing about the studio about the sort of like agency lifestyle mm -hmm. and what people were doing and like corners they were cutting and they were getting like substantial budgets and they were just like just make it look nice i'm like what would you mean just make it look nice i didn't really i was like i, I kind of need a little bit more of a steer than just yeah. make it look nice like, i can do that but what's the point? And uh, then I just started, I, and then I was picking up a couple of clients on my own. Mm -hmm. And I just saw the difference when I could actually run some deep dive discovery sessions and actually understand from their mouth, you know, what it is about their business and how I can, you know, impact that. So I was like, this yeah. is just so much easier. There's no, there's hardly any amends because I'm like, I'm already there. You know, I've, I've really, I've got an understanding of what it is that they're doing because I'm able to ask them all the right questions. Right. Whereas when you're, you know, project managers have their place, don't get me wrong, but they can, the, the, the message can get lost in translation a little bit. I think Definitely. when you're not having that conversation with the client directly and understanding what it is that they like and what it is that works for their industry and their, their brand. So, um. So yeah, it kind of stemmed from that. I, I then realized that actually I could work with so much better. I was so much right. proud of it when I was actually working them directly and it was the clients were so much happier. So uh, I, I naturally, I'd, and I always wanted to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And the progression just worked in that way. I just started picking up clients directly like that. And then um, just slowly but surely outweighed the freelance work with direct client work. And yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and yeah, that's it's kind it. of a so double-edged sword, it. the project manager thing, you know? Like, I love a good project manager not having to deal with, like, shitty clients. But, yeah, you can lose a lot of the deep-seated, like, meaning behind what they really are trying to communicate with you if if this person tells you this whole origin story of their brand and then a project mm. manager just turns it into 10 bullet points and sends it over to yeah. you, you know? It, it, it's yeah. different. It's difficult. And I think it's quite intimidating as well because you're going into a project without the confidence that you know what you're doing is going to work and mm. they're going to love it. Yeah, You're just kind of stabbing in the dark a little bit. And I, I used to find that quite uncomfortable. Um, 
because you know I've, I've, I want to I want to give them their money's worth as well. Right. I want to I want them to be really happy with it, and I want to be proud of what I put forward. There's nothing worse, like even with any project, you know, even when you know that you've done something good, and you just slide it forward to the client. There is that always that thing in the back of your mind. You're like, oh, I hope they like it, you know. And it's, yeah, do you get that as well? Yeah, I do, and and it sucks because like majority of the time, if you know you did a good job, you did a good job, and it works out. But there's still always that like deep seated fear. Like, I don't know if it's from being early on in design and like actually getting stuff denied and being like, this is shit, rightfully so, because it was. I don't know if it stems from that, but I I don't think like I've talked to people anywhere from being in college working on freelance all the way to like 30 year veterans and like a good 80, 90% of them have told me something of that sort. It's like there's still that thing is like, you still want the validation, you know, in the back of your head, like hopefully they love this or you don't want them to go with, um, go with an idea that like you're not in love with. Cause then you kind of have you, that starts to build that weird, like resentment, you know, like, Oh, now I'm working on something I don't even like anymore. Oh, that is the worst. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, I, I've done that before. I've, I've, I've kind of promised like three to five concepts. And I'm like, I know that this is the one, but I'm like, I know I've promised them three to five. Mm -hmm. So I've then got to cook something up that I'm not as confident with. Sometimes you actually get something that's better, but when you know that that's the right thing and then you're just nervous that they're going to pick the wrong one. And, and that is another thing as well. What I'd really liked about, you know, doing the studio thing and working with the clients directly was that, you know, you could have, you could have that conversation and that pitch with them and walk them through your thinking Mm -hmm. You say like, I've done it like this because when I spoke to you, we had a conversation about this, 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 and this, and that works for you in this way. So here's the, right. You can sell it to them in a way and the concept. Yeah. And then they can get behind it. Cause, and I think as well, because you know, it's important to remember that 90% of what you say is through your body language. And and like when Mm -hmm. I'm like super excited about what I pitch into a client, you know, they can, they feed off that and they're like, oh yeah. And, and I think they really value it as well. That you're getting excited yeah. about their future success and their business, you know, they're, they're going to bounce off, off mm-hmm. you as well. So it's just that, that one-to-one connection that I really like. And that's why I've done this whole studio thing. And it's, and I've definitely intentionally called it a studio as well, because yep. I don't see it as like the agency thing. There's not like a lot of people running around here. It's literally just me. Mm-hmm. And I scale up every now and again with, you know, the right team in a little network that I've kind of built up over the years yeah. of all the people that I know that I can rely on and get jobs done. So it's, so it's, I'd say that I'm kind of like freelance on steroids in a way, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I, 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 you know, obviously I'm, I'm sort of like steering the ship and then, yeah, I just, I just scale up as and when. I was going to ask know, you about that. Um, Cause you know, I've noticed a phenomenon in the past, maybe five years that I've just discovered this is, you see a lot of um, things online. Uh, designers will either be, they go by themselves or sometimes you see like a studio and it's almost like yeah. you don't know if they actually have a team or it's just kind of like they're making themselves as like a company, you know? It's really hard to tell like what's actually going on behind the scenes when you see, because you could easily just be James, like graphic design and your website would probably look roughly the same, but calling it studio, I think it it's a it's an interesting thing because it probably attracts like bigger clients, but at the same time, they probably think like you have this big team to help you, but you're just kind of there by and yourself. If it, and if it did attract bigger clients, it would just be purely smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Um, the main reason, like when I was doing the freelance, I used to trade as my name. Like that mm-hmm. was always my freelance it was on the invoice. It was James Collins Design, and then when I like I said before, I was trying to outweigh the client work, the direct client work with the freelance work. Right. And then I, I had done that and I was just taking on direct client work, but I was bringing, on, bringing in people to help me mm-hmm. with the project. So I was bringing in like developers, SEO people, PPC okay. and all that, um, all that sort of stuff. So I was bringing in all these people and copywriters. So there were like projects, there was like six people on certain projects that were all freelancing mm-hmm. and it felt a bit weird you know, presenting that work as my own name. So, you know, it kind of, um, so, so there was a guy that was working in here basically full time, but he was just freelance. 
And and it, it just made sense that, you know, because when a client would come in, I'd introduce them to the people. Mm-hmm. and then But it was just my name on the door. It just felt a bit like I wasn't giving them credit for being part of the project. So it yeah. naturally did feel right at that point to go with the name, you know, with a studio thing. So um, ended up rebranding in that way. Um, and, and I think, yeah, it has helped with picking up the right type of clients as well. Um, nice. And it gives them the credit, you know, and the, they probably feel better about being involved because yeah, it's part of the like team, you know, and I, and I would put that on the case studies as well. You know, guys, you know, the, the people met, you know, that were a part of this project, I'd credit them at the bottom of a case study as well. Where'd the innate um, come from? Like, oh, what made you, I read a little bit about like the story on like the about, but kind of wanted to hear you, you speak on it. Yeah. So essentially with that, um, so I kind of given you a bit of a journey of my approach to work in a sense, like trying to get to know people and understand them. Yeah. Um, and what I was always driven by was that certain people, you know, that everyone has like that little spark and they would, and I would like to work with people that are following that little ambition of theirs. You know, they were just good at it. So -hmm. for example, I've been quite interested in your progress. Like you're, you're completely skyrocketing at the moment and it's because you're doing something that is natural to you. So it's like an innate gift that you have. Yeah. So I was like, I quite like the idea of that and working with people and sort of teasing that out of them. Some people don't mm-hmm. necessarily know that they have that natural sort of gift. And I quite yeah. like to poke around and like really give them that confidence and like a a visual brand and like a, a just something with a bit more meaning. Yeah. And I always try to, I always like to use the word, you know, the, the sort of like the statement of being more human, you know, because I think with brands... They should be more human because they're talking to humans and when they're being a bit robotic or just trying to be a bit too cool and all this stuff, I find it a little bit, it's not not necessarily cringe, but it's just bollocks. People aren't as dumb as these big corporations think, you know, like you can see right through Just be more human, you know, just, and I've always thought as well, like treat people like you want to be treated yourself. And I kind of like to approach that with design as well, you know, and, um, just try and, and that's where the name came from because it was, you know, it was that whole innate thing, you know, trying to find what works for that person. So, so, and and when I say person, it's because the sort of brands I was working for were sort of lifestyle startup type brands, not mm-hmm. necessarily big corporations because that doesn't necessarily work in that sense yeah. because you're not going to get that human side out of a huge brand, small businesses, a huge corporation. Sorry? Like small businesses, pretty much. Yeah, so I, I quite liked working with those. And mm-hmm. that was where the name came from. And uh, it just kind of stuck. And I, I just quite liked it. And it's um, and it's, it's it's fairly adaptable as well to different circumstances. Yeah. But that's where it came from. It's cool, too. Like, uh, I know it's, like, not the most important thing. And, like, even though some designers may, may think it is, it also just has, like, the way that it's set in like the sans serif, like it just has a nice like letter forms, you know, like it's not too long. Uh, it looks like it feels unique enough to be like something rememberable, but it doesn't feel like obvious, you know, some stuff can yeah. be a little too like on the nose, like modern studio or whatever. And it's just kind of like, you know what you're going to get studio innate. Uh, it kind of has a little bit of that mystery and that's cool that, you know, you spoke about how, some people don't know that they have that, uh, you know, innate gift or like potential locked away and, and you're trying to go in there and like poke around yeah. and just unleash it. Basically. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Just, it's like, I almost interrogate clients sometimes, you yeah. know, when, you know, they're, I'm like doing a discovery session with them and they're just like, I'm trying to dig all this gold out of them. Yeah. And they're saying, Oh yeah, well we're, we're, you know, revolutionizing all this. All this. I'm just like, the thing is, that's fine and it's really cool but anyone can say that mm-hmm. you know anyone can claim that they're doing this or anyone can claim that they're doing that yeah. and um it's quite nice to be able to tease out and just keep going at it. just keep keep poking them until they say what you want and there was like one discovery session i did with this uh this sort of like independent um like this company in london and i remember i was like and there was like six of them there that I was doing this discovery session. I was on my own doing it as well. And I was like, this is intense. Mm-hmm. And it went on for like seven hours. I just couldn't get anything out of them. Damn. I was just like, you guys are all, I think they were all mindful of what they were each saying. 
and not wanting to i don't know say the wrong thing or something in front of the director and it was just the toughest thing very um, careful yeah and then uh, we managed to strip it down and then i got something in the end but yeah sometimes those discovery sessions can be a massive grind but <laughs> it's better than just pushing work their way that's not right and then yeah. keep doing that until it gets right you know that's just the, such a longer way that's six months right whereas if it's six hours you know it's you crazy how much you difference. Day, but still you get you get there you know you just gotta keep going yeah for sure and, and it, like it's just crazy um how important that stuff is that i think is overlooked often and like even something as simple because i've worked on projects that are smaller where I don't even know if we ever hopped on a call, right? Like it's straight up just like we are, we're on the same page already. It was kind of email, Instagram, DM, maybe a one-off like quick thing, but it's crazy how much further you can get and how much you can learn just from like, I've hopped on a call for five minutes and it completely changed my mind on the entire direction I was going to go in because they didn't tell me this, but on the call, just like he threw in like, oh, yeah, but we definitely don't want something like this, like talking shit about some other brand. And I was like, well, yeah, that was kind of one of the, one of the directions I was going to go. And, you know, so I wish I'm glad just hearing you throw that out there is, is so important. It's like you said, it saves you months versus hours. You, you get through all that and you're good to go. As well, you know, I think it really helps the client to trust you as well. Mm -hmm. If you're taking the time to just constantly ask them these questions and in, you know, and like I say, I don't want to, he doesn't want to, I'm not interrogating them, but it is close because I do, yeah. I won't give up. I will just keep saying, but why, you know, and it's like, just keep asking them these questions and poking around and questioning them. And mm -hmm. then at the end, I'll, I'll try and summarize what they've said. And you know that they are thinking this person's actually listened to me now. So yeah, we're both when we've both agreed that which direction we're going to go in so i think from that point you know they trust you a little bit more As and, and that way you can try and feel that helps to filter out that project manager that sort of micromanager mm -hmm. client you know they they know that you're on the job yeah and they don't need to be pestering you and just saying oh actually i think we should do this and i think you should do that because then i can turn around and say well actually when we had a discovery session we agreed that you know well, you mentioned that this was where you're going and this is what you're doing. This is what you believe. So that mm -hmm. kind of feels a little bit off brand. Are you doing that just because it's cool or, right. you know, so, uh, it's quite nice. It's quite, it's, it, it's a good way of doing it. And I, and it's, you know, you get to know the client a bit more as well because you spend that time with them and you're actually having a conversation. And like, this is the first time you and I have had a conversation. You've right. been speaking on, um, you know, Instagram or whatever, but it's just nice when you can actually speak to people properly and get mm -hmm. an actual understanding of what that person's like and, and what works, you know. Definitely. And that probably helps with, you know, returning customers and things because the, they felt you on a personal level versus maybe other people are not. It's a, There's a more of a wall behind whether it be technology or distance and like geographically or whatever. But um, so obviously as a small business, uh, there's a lot of challenges that go into it just on the normal day to day, but can you take me a little bit through how you were affected by the past year with like COVID and everything? Yeah, man. So yeah, absolute nightmare. And I think one thing that I noticed as well, when that was all kicking off, there were a lot of people that were like, yeah, our business is booming and you know, we're doing this, we're doing that and we've won all this new work. And I'm like, or also they, they were kind of saying stuff. I'm like, is that actually true? I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but I know that all of my clients have just phoned me up in the same week and said, we're going to have to put the ice on this project. And it's a domino effect, you know? But yeah. It's just all of these projects that I was working on came to a grinding halt. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I've yeah. got, I got family to provide for mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, running my own little thing. And, uh, I was just like, Jesus Christ, this is just, you know, where from here? Where, where do we go from here? Right. And, um, but I think w the whole world was going through the same thing at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, you know, and, and, and there was, you know, there was stuff that, you know, the government sorted, you know, sorted certain businesses out with certain things and, you know, and, and there were things that could tie along and we weren't doing anything, you know, we were just told to stay at home. You know, that was the guidance. It's like stay at right. home and watch Netflix. It's like, Again, right, go on then. And it was nice, you know. I'm, I'm, I know it's a bit of an unpopular opinion, but it was just really nice. Like, 
we got the, like the lushest weather here in the UK, which we rarely get. And uh, we just, I was just chilling out in the garden with my little boy and my wife and just feet up. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like, this is actually really nice. Yeah. Someone has just switched me off because I'm quite hyper-focused. I will just go, go, go. Like if I get an idea, I just churn it out and I just mm -hmm. keep going, go and go. So it was quite nice that someone like pulled the power cord out of me. And I was just like, oh, oh, this is what it's like to take a, a bit of a moment. Right. And I was just chilling out in my garden, just whacked on about a stone because I was just drinking beer in my garden and just enjoying the sun and, and just bumbling around. And it was during that time as well that I was doing... Um, so I just started doing the Instagram thing right. last year. So on the 1st of January, I, I did the whole, well, I'm going to start that, you know, the 365 posts. So I was doing that. And, um, and it was quite nice because although I would have, you know, quite a lot of time with clients usually on client work, it was quite nice being able to actually just work on those posts a little bit more mm -hmm. and just play around with that. Um, and yeah, so, so I was kind of keeping myself occupied with design by doing that 365 thing. That's good. And um, and then that just kind of, you know, that that was cool. I, I enjoyed it because I I never really, you know, I'd always kind of wanted to be posting stuff on Instagram, but I never really felt like I had the right time or the sort of, so, so that was the whole reason why I set myself that 365 thing because it's a challenge and I was like, right, okay, I need to stick to this. I'm going to crack on and do it, find the time. You know, it's like starting the gym, isn't it? You got to make the time. It's great. Yeah. And and I'm terrible for this. So I, I can talk myself out of stuff. I'm like an expert at talking myself out of things. So yeah, definitely. if I'm like, my mate was getting me to run with him and we were doing 5K every single day. And I lasted like 25 days, these 5K runs. And um, oh my God, it's horrendous. And I was like, I'm on these runs. And I'm talking myself out of it. And I, and I said to him, I was like, I don't know how you can do this. And he's got a mind that he can just switch off and just keep going. Yeah. Whereas my mind is like, what are you doing? Go home and chill out. <laughs> Why are you running around? You don't need to. So, um, so yeah, so with the whole Instagram thing, you know, I, I really enjoyed having that time and um, mm -hmm. just kind of focusing on that a little bit and just having a bit of fun with it. And it's quite nice because all the stuff I post on Instagram is just stuff I just, I'm just vibing off. I'm just like, yeah, I just, I'll just post this. I don't really care what it is. I don't, it doesn't right. ever really have any meaning. It's just something that I'm, I'm just like chucking compositions about mm -hmm. and, um, and just having a bit of fun with it. How you do and, it smart uh, though, with, because, you know, you obviously have these products that you sell and you're showing how they can be used well. Uh, it, it's different from sometimes you, if you have a product, if you're not really showing someone the potential it has, like you're almost like it kind of goes back to your methodology of like your company, like you're unlocking the potential of like these different assets and showing like what yeah. all they can do. It's it's different from just throwing up, you know, the big picture of like all the things, right? Like, oh, here's all the icons or here's all the glow effects or whatever you're selling. You're showing like proper like usage. And I think it's strong because I see some of your stuff and I'm like, damn, like maybe I should buy those like little shapes or those glass things or whatever. Were you selling yeah. that stuff um, before Instagram and then that kind of just propelled it or? So, you know what, that happened really in the most organic way possible. Um, and it wasn't ever, I didn't ever mean to do it either. Mm -hmm. It was just one of those things. So I was, and it happened about this time last year. So I was, um, so I was, I was doing the 365 thing and I initially I was going to do 365 posters and mm -hmm. I got into like 18 of them and I was like Jesus Christ this is boring mm -hmm. I just got really bored of just doing a poster I was like I can't just do posters for an entire year so I was like I'm gonna break this up in a way that will work for me so I did series so the first series was poster and then I think the second one that I went on to was a skate deck so I did 18 skate decks oh, okay and then I jumped on to um beer cans I think from there so I just kind of did it like that. And, um, and then I got onto, I wanted to do like a coach jacket. And mm. I remember just going online, just trying to find like a decent coach jacket mock-up and I couldn't find anything. I was just like, where is a coach jacket mock-up? I was like, there's got to be something lurking around. I just couldn't find anything. So I was like, oh, bloody hell, I'm just going to have to make it. So I just yeah. made one. And then I was getting a few DMs from people and they say, oh, where'd you get that mock-up from? I was like, oh, I made it. And they're just like, oh, can, can you send it to me? And I was like, uh, man, no, I've yeah. made it myself. You know, I was, I was like, no, I was being a bit protective over it. 
And then I was also doing a bit of like, um, I was doing like some little time lapses of my work, mm -hmm. throwing stuff together. And over that time, I've been building up like a little icon pack just to, yeah. just to make my life easier. So I was just grabbing these shapes out and it's popping up on this time lapse. It little flashes of this like sheet with all these vectors on it. And then it, that same thing, people were like, where did you get that from? Where did you download that from? I was like, oh, it's just my own thing. I've just made it. Oh, can I have it? I was like, um, no, I, I felt <laughs> a bit weird about it. I was like, well, no, it's my like, it's my little thing. It's just like someone coming in your house and being like, oh, that looks nice. Can, can I have that? Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, you yeah. know? And then I just thought, this is a bit weird. I was like, you know, if people want it, then maybe, you know, maybe I could, you know, put it up and list it and see if a couple of people want it. And you know, if they want to download it, they can. So, so yeah, I, I posted um, a couple of mock-ups because I, you know, I just, because I'm quite confident building like websites and stuff. So yeah. I just put a little store up, whacked um, a mock-up on there and uh, quite a few people liked it. And then um, it was just quite nice getting that feedback from people as well. Like, mate, thank you so much for this. Thanks for sharing it with us. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I'm a, it was, it surprised me how much I actually enjoyed sharing that stuff mm -hmm. and people, people being grateful for it and being like, you know, this is really good. I'm really happy that, I've got this off you and you know that's and it's a bit weird because it's like your own little file but when I started sharing those things it was um yeah it's just quite a nice feeling being able to sort of like help out you know mm -hmm. um and it's quite nice to see people's work in it like work using it as well yeah definitely. and then uh yeah and I just enjoyed it it's quite um quite satisfying to do you know mm -hmm. and uh just been sort of refining it and you know i'm, I'm like updating all my mock-ups all the time as well and just like I've, I've learned new tricks or new things that make them sort of better and just enhance them and just console i don't just like upload something and then just let it you know linger right i'm like tweaking it and then re-uploading it like just constantly improving and it. showing more and, of the um, stuff in use and all that and like kind of i mean yeah so yeah and that too and like with the with like doing stuff in use that is all, always what i've ever done Mm -hmm. There's no, there's nothing's ever changed with that formula. I've always been recording, doing little recordings of what I'm working on. It just so happens that now I'm actually sharing those files. Right. But it wasn't ever the goal to do like an asset store. It's just kind of ended up being like that. Right. And then um, now I'm, and then I and also wanted to kind of bring a couple of people in as well. So that was another thing. So, um, so that was like a changing point in it and well, as well in sort of like the direction of it. So I was having a conversation with my Ben, um, origami clone on Instagram. He's, mm. um, so he's, he's a good mate of mine and we used to go to college together and we just have a little catch up every sort of like three or four years or saying we're pretty bad at staying in touch. But, <laughs> but when we do, it's, uh, it's like I saw him yesterday, you know, so we've got a real right. nice. That's the mark of like a good friend right there. You know? Oh, he's, he's such a nice dude as well. He's like the loveliest bloke and he always just has me in stitches. So he's, he's, yeah, he ticks all the boxes. And um, I was just chatting to him, having a catch up and he's just like, oh yeah, how's stuff going? I was like, yeah, good. You know, and we're sort of like talking about the year and, you know, he'd gone freelance during the pandemic and all of that. So he was telling me about this mm -hmm. and that. And then I know full well that I could sell his products. Mm -hmm. I, and I, you know, and I'd started to build up a bit of a following and people had been coming to the store to buy certain things. Right. So I was like, mate, I think I could sell some of your stuff. Like if you want to get on board, you know, become like a featured artist, I reckon I could, um, I reckon I could potentially push these for you if you want to get on board. And he was like, yeah, man, let's do it. So we did like a little collab and, you know, and it was popular and he was like, yeah, I'm enjoying this. And then I'd give him the, I gave him the first payout. At the first you know the first month and he was like mate this is spot on you've totally like sorted me out man <laughs> he's just yeah. like this you know i've just made this pack because he just draws anyway right. so um yeah so so i just yeah gave him his little payout for the first month and he was like yeah man that's completely like sorted me out because it's difficult yeah you know right um, with everything going on so uh and that again was another kick for me because i was like that felt good you know like mm -hmm. having someone say thanks so much you've sorted me out and i'm like well it's your work, man. I've just advertised it for you on my site. Right. And uh, yeah, and it's kind of grown from there. I've brought on a few more other artists as well. And it's always like on an invitation only basis. Like I get mm -hmm. asked by a few people if I, they can list the stuff, their stuff on my store. But I don't ever want to kind of do that because I feel like that's, you know, like creative market is, you know, it's a great place. There's loads on there. 
but if anything there's too much on there it's like yeah, um, definitely one of those shops like we've got this this shop in england uh well uk um you probably don't know the name but i'd imagine there are similar things over for you and it's called tk max mm -hmm. and you can be browsing through there and you can you can it's just loads of shit you know but sometimes you can find something that's a beaut and you're like that's gold you know right. and you're just rummaging through and i find it's like that as well like creative market and things like that don't get me wrong great platform that and it's great that it's got so much stuff on there but i didn't ever want to have just loads of stuff i'd rather yeah, have like something that's more refined and a bit more niche um so people don't have to just rummage and rummage and rummage it's a bit more um you know le less is more in a way mm -hmm. a bit more uh kind of all killer no filler type attitude you know yeah when you're making this stuff nowadays then obviously you said that it was kind of organic to begin with people were just digging what you were putting out and they were kind of saying yo like hook me up with those little icons and whatnot but nowadays there's a lot of these different stores and i feel like you've done a good job at differentiating and bringing in those collabs probably house as well to keep the style a little different and how do you come up with new stuff nowadays then? Because now it's probably a little more like intentional, right? Actually, no, it's, I, I try not to. I try not to think about it too much. And, mm -hmm. you know, there are things that I'm working on. And I just try to read the audience in a way as well. Like, so if people are asking about stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that could work. So the glass shapes thing was never meant to be a pack. Right. And um, I was like, just played around with doing that. I was just doing that on a couple of posters and just whatever, just a couple of designs. And then someone, you know, a couple of people were just like, how did you do that? And I was just like, oh, just, you know. And I was like, oh, actually, this could be a product. If people want it, it's the same right. thing happening again with the whole coach jacket mock-up and the icon pack. People were like, people were after that, that recipe. So I was just like, well, here you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Link in bio. It's that one's pretty so, popular um, too. Do you think that you're like uh, partly responsible for seeing that a lot lately? Yeah, and it's um, it's a weird one with that pack. Like it's a bit of a it's a bit of a love hate relationship because I'm super proud of it, mm -hmm. and it's been fascinating seeing it just take off. Yeah, but it's also kind of because I'm a bit of a feeler, and it's a bit. There's been a few sort of like things that have been a bit too. Um, like the integrity of some people behind, you know, sort of like some people have just downloaded it, broken it apart, uploaded a YouTube tutorial on how to create it. We're using my images as like advertisement, um, things like that. And just yeah. sort of like claiming, like, act, like acting like they've come up with it in a sense. Yeah, that's um, not good. Which is fine. Yeah, people do that. I get it. I get it. But... Initially, I was like, didn't like it. You know, I was just like, oh man, this is this is crap. You know, I'm I'm not really, in, it's not really worth it. You know, and then like seeing it getting leaked here, there, and everywhere as well, like that got leaked hard. Oh yeah, really. And like having to issue takedown notices and stuff like that. And I was spending way too much time like going down these rabbit holes, like issuing legal statements and stuff. And I was like, spoke to like legal teams as yeah. well about stuff. And I was like, do I really want to be doing this? I was like, I can't be bothered with this. Yeah, All for really a can't. design asset, you know, at the end can't of the day. Can't be bothered. And then you open up one, you open up one and then you see another one and you're just like, oh my God. And it is literally like that whack-a-mole thing. It's like my child's toy. My, yeah. You know, you hit one of these blocks and another one pops up and it's like, you hit that and it's like, oh, for God's I sake. Spoke so I spoke with a like, dude from Black Market. He has a lot of similar stories to the sense of, you know, bad. you can't it's even bad. contain it at, at some point. And he said, like, uh, like you said, someone deconstructed, like kind of reverse engineered it. He said that that happened a lot after he released the um, like trash machine, like ink bleed text thing. Like a little bit after that, you know, everyone was just uh, putting up like that specific like distressed style version like on YouTube and he felt like you know it, it it's hard because it's it's like you said that stuff's inevitable you know I, I don't know how you're ever gonna be able to contain no. it's like whack-a-mole no, like you're saying and that's the thing as well like it has like with the glass shapes one that has become a trend you know and I'm, I'm kind of yep. seeing it here there and everywhere and I'm like yeah cool and uh, that's that's it's you know it's really flattering and I'm like really you know, I'm like, yeah, this is really cool to be able to see that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people dig it. You know, I'm like, that's, you know, it's really flattering. And um, and don't get me wrong, I'm really grateful for that. And um, 
And it's it's just it's just one of those things that I personally wasn't prepared for because I never really, like I said, set out to do the whole asset store thing. Yeah. You know, it's not like my thing. I'm not like churning out all these products and thinking, what's next? What's next? What's next? You know, I'm just thinking, you know, what what do I need? So for example, that lockup in motion pack, I don't know if you've seen that. Like Yeah. Um it's cool. so that that's another example of that. Though I did um a little collab with um Matt Fowler from Order and you know, we did like a little post together. I did like um, a poster, sent it over to him and he mm. animated it. And I was like, man, that is wicked. Just like seeing that come to life. I was like, this is really cool to seeing this. And uh, I was like, surely there are people like me that don't necessarily want to mess around with After Effects right. so much. I'm like, I'm so much more in my element in something like Photoshop where I can just design on the fly. Mm. And like with... Things like Cinema 4D and all these 3D platforms, you know, the finished work is so mesmerizing and it really draws you in. But I couldn't think of anything worse than having to design something that isn't fully like rendered on the right. fly. Does that make sense? You know, like all I these wireframes and that stuff. And then and you have to render it for like five hours. Yeah. And then, then, and then you, you made a mistake or like. something and you gotta My God, that gives me so much anxiety thinking about that. Yeah. And uh and I went down the sort of like Cinema 4D um thing. I had a little play around with it for like a day and uh sort of like documented the process on Instagram as well through stories. Yeah. I thought there's probably people similar to me that are going through it too. So I was like, you know, if I find something along the way it'd be quite useful, I think, from someone who's learning to share that aha moment rather than necessarily um, break down um, like a really complex tutorial or something. You know, yeah. I find that that can be a little bit daunting. Um, and yeah, and I was just like, what am I doing? I was like, I don't know why I'm messing around with 3D. It's not necessarily my thing. Um, I'm more into like typography and, you know, textures and like, apparel stuff you know that's more my thing i don't necessarily want to make like an astronaut doing something in the middle of a s urban jungle yeah it really, i don't have that shit going through my mind no right. i'm not thinking about that i'm like walking down the street and looking at the back of someone's jacket and thinking that looks sick you know or right. like seeing some type somewhere and just being like nice or just like a there's like old shitty signs with like the letters like peeling off. I'm like, oh, look at that texture and you know yeah, things like definitely. that. You know that's what I'm getting excited about. So I'm like, I don't here. know why I'm messing around with all this 3D stuff. Like I think it kind of came with the uh, NFT yeah, sort of FOMO a little like bit. A FOMO. I was just like, I was super excited by that landscape. And I know you you've obviously you've, you've been involved with it as well. Um, but I mean, I mean, what's your opinion on it right now? Like, where are you at? Are you still doing nfts you still, uh, still trying it i'm not like i spoke about this pretty heavily with uh, when i did that live podcast with elliot we were talking about how at the end of the day i agreed with him in the sense that i don't know if i ever was really like a huge proponent of it i just had like a deep-seated sense of fomo seeing like all this stuff going on you know and then i am a believer to a certain extent in like ethereum and crypto in general but i don't know every day i see new news about nft and like see people making sales see people not making sales seeing people desperately like shilling every day and i, I just like I feel torn on it every day. Like some days I'm like, wow, this is cool. Like this is the future. Like look at this crazy collab. And then the next day I see a celebrity partnering with a corporation selling an NFT for like 50 Ethereum that some guy's going to buy and feel like rewarded somehow. But all it was is putting more money back into these big corporations. So I think I think the concept of it is pure. The intention is is good. But it's like anything, it's just getting perverted by like all the greed and just weird. I just don't like the greed and desperation around it. Like I think a lot of people, it's bad for mental health because they're getting, they're seeking value out of like if someone wants to buy their work or not. But before NFT existed, they were fine just posting it on Instagram and having a good time, you know? Yeah. And it's like that um, for me personally, the way I see it. Um like there's been some designers that have posted stuff and I'm like, that is sick. I hope they do well because mm -hmm. that deserves it. And it's just no bids. 
And I'm like, right. what? And then there's people buying stuff that I look at and I think that's junk. I don't mean any offense by that, but I don't look at it and think that's pure art, you know, mm -hmm. great work. And then I see other stuff. I'm like, that's so good. And it's not selling. And I just think if that was me and I'd uploaded something and it, you know, and that's it, you know, when you, when you, like I said before, with the whole, like submitting your work to a client and you're like, you're always anxious about whether they're going to like yeah. it or not. And it's the same with that, but completely on another level. Like if you upload like an NFT, you spend all this money doing all these, um, the you know, gas. gas fees and so on. And then it just flops. It just, oh my God, that would destroy me. <laughs> I'd, I'd just be, yeah. I'd just feel like crap about it and just. Because yeah. not only and are you not making money, you're losing money. Sorry? Uh, not only did you not make money from the transaction, you actually are negative because you had to pay. Yeah, totally. To, to just giving, just flushing it down the toilet. Um, and yeah, and then, and then you see in like all these other artists, you know, they're doing great and they're doing like millions. They've made millions in like Crazy. a weekend. You're like, what is going on? And I think, you know, fair play to them. Fair play to them. But I must admit, though, that environmental impact as well, like yeah. that really shook me up. And I didn't know about that. And then I was literally, I got, um, Nichols gave me a, a foundation invite and I'm like super grateful for it. And uh, I kind of knew about the environmental thing. I'd heard it going around. Yeah. But I hadn't necessarily looked into it. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's a hoax and this and that, whatever. Um, but for me personally, I don't feel comfortable uploading something but I know I need to do my research and like go into this whole environmental thing. I know I need to do more of it. I watched mm -hmm. a really compelling YouTube video about it. And um, obviously it's very biased, but um, but it was quite compelling to not do that, you know. And I just don't want my, like I say, I've got, I've got a baby arriving any moment now. I've got a little four-year-old boy and I just don't want them to be pissed off with me in like 15 years. Because I know I'm pissed off of previous generations for the amount of shit they've done yeah. to the environment. Industrial revolution. And I don't and want that. them to be pissed off with me because I was like, well, I just wanted to sell an NFT and no one bought it, but I did a humongous amount of damage to the environment in the meantime. Yeah. And that's the sort of thing. And I know there will probably be people listening now that will say, you know, it's, um, it's nothing to worry about um, with the environmental impact. But for me personally, I need to do that research before I can even consider yeah. That, and know. I've heard, you know, the biggest argument against the environmental impact isn't that it doesn't exist, but that it's existing and happening at a, such a rate without the NFT, like just the blockchain in general, you know? So it's, yeah. it's kind of a fallacy to say like, well, what does it matter? It's happening anyway. Like that's not a good argument, but at the same time, I do see the point. Cause it's not like, it's like if everyone's shit, what's a little more shit. It's almost like that's the kind of yeah. argument, but I don't know. I yeah, think like, I think it's either going to take off and it's going to just become the norm like it seems right now or something's eventually going to like burst and everyone's going to be like, what the fuck were we doing in 2020 when everyone was yeah, selling and, you know, JPEGs? And also with that in mind, like I, it's kind of like another reason why I don't necessarily, I'm not excited about getting involved in it because mm -hmm. everyone is charging at it and it feels like a bit of a rat race. And yeah, I don't really want to do that. You know, I'm just like, well, I'm I'm quite happy just focus elsewhere and just do my own thing. And like I say, man, the FOMO, initially the FOMO was yeah. just outrageous. For I was sure. like thinking, oh my God, I need to upload all yeah. of my Instagram posts. And just, it's just the most ridiculous thing looking back, thinking that anyone would even buy one of my posts. And my no, Twitter is ruined for me now. Why would anyone buy that? Everyone I follow, it's, it's just NFT, NFT. Like uh, yeah, I need but to any, do a cleanup. Any, all of my posts, like why would anyone want to buy one of those? It's there's no meaning behind them. They are just things that I throw together because there's no client breathing down my neck. I'm just like I'm just going to design what the hell I want. There's no yeah. brief. I just chuck some work up. Mm -hmm. I just play around with compositions. I'm like, why would anyone want to buy that? There's nothing. There's no purpose behind it. It's just stuff <laughs> you know, that yeah. I just arranged. And I'm like, yeah, I like the look of that. I'll upload it. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I but there's some super random stuff that gets bought. So that is playing in the back of your mind, isn't it? Yeah, That's for sure. I mean, I think it's different too. Like, I think people just like the pa passivity of it in a way, like, especially if you already have the work completed, it's like, what's the hurt? But for someone like mm -hmm. you, I mean, you got your studio, you have your asset store, which I'm sure it's not entirely passive because it takes uh, upgoing work, but some of it, the upkeep and stuff, but 
having those things, it, I think would generate a lot less FOMO for me because it's like, well, I got this, you know, I got this stuff I've been doing right and the way that I do it correctly for years. So I don't, I yeah. think the people that feel bad, like actually need the money, you know, and that's why they're like seeing this and being like, this isn't fair. You know, this guy just made five grand and I'm, I'm in like a third world country and like, you know, that's a yearly salary, you know, it's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. And, you know, and that is it, you know, the, like I say, you know, the asset store is just the things that I kind of bumble around with on Instagram, just mm -hmm. available, you know, just like people want to buy it, they can. And it, like I say, it's been very organic. Um, is it a big chunk of your just, revenue now though, or not really? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice. I mean, I still like, um, I still like doing the client work as well because they're, yeah. it's nice to have the best of both. And there are some clients that I'm working with at the moment. I'm like off the back of the Instagram thing. So it's kind of like now I shifted towards the Instagram thing. It's so much nicer because I'm actually getting the work that I want to be working on. Yeah. Before I was, because, cause like I said, I started doing the whole transition from freelance through to a studio and I got like SEO stuff done, but mm -hmm. that's just going to attract local businesses. So I was like getting local businesses. And like I said earlier, you know, I, I enjoyed working with those small startups and local businesses and brands. And they're all sort of like lifestyle brands and they were nice to work with, but it's not what I would just, I wouldn't design like something for like a lifestyle brand and post it on Instagram. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not that sort of thing. Um, but with the stuff I've been posting on Instagram, it's just what I'm, what's in my mind. I'm like, yeah, I just putting this stuff together because I like it. I like the look and the feel of it. And now I've been getting some inquiries based on that type of work. And it's just so nice to be able to actually work on those types of things rather than just get something through from a local company and be like, ah, oh, shit, I guess I need to take this job on. Yeah. Nothing to do with me. It's like not my vibe at all, but it's going to pay the bills, you know. And it's nice to be able to sort of turn a bit of those away now because the asset store is sort of substituting that mm -hmm. so, so that's, that's nice that's nice that that so i've kind of replaced clients i don't want to work for in the nicest possible way i don't mean any offense to them yeah but it's not necessarily my vibe it's nice to be able to turn them away now because i know that i'll just work on some products or whatever or and and that will compensate that's for that nice particular, those particular projects so that's that's been nice for that just doing that really that's where i'm trying to get with like um with this and other online content creation, it's not that I just want to be this strictly YouTuber podcast person. Like obviously design is why I started all this and I still want to work on freelance projects, but I would love to have the, you know, the luxury and the freedom to turn down bad ones because I know in the back of my head, well, at least this other thing will get me that monthly goal of like where I won't be broke, you know? And it, it, it seems like a lot healthier for, both your creativity and your mindset because you're working on the things you like. You're not feeling there's nothing worse than, you know, creating something under the pressure of if this doesn't go well, like I'm not going to have any money, you know, <laughs> like that's yeah. never a good feeling. Even though we all make money from this, you want to feel comfortable. Uh, I was going to ask you too, what I think maybe the glass shapes kind of answered that, but is that the best performing thing that you've sold? It's a weird one, actually. Like some some products do really well, and you just think, why why is that one doing well? Mm -hmm. You know, it, I mean, the lockup pack, the has definitely done the first really well. one. Yeah, and that's that's got the legs. So so the second one actually, lockup volume two, that one's got that one's had legs. So that just keeps going and oh, ticking along. And I I literally use that all the time. Mm -hmm. That's got the legs, and I think. That's the thing, like with the glass shapes thing, that's a quick trend. That will, if I think it's done now, I think right. it's totally been overused and, um, and it's had its time. It's like the and new it, plastic. You know, it's a quick flash. And, um, and yeah, and I think, um, I think a lot of people feel like that way as well. As well, like I've seen like comments and people are this and that, you know, they're seeing it all over the place. Um, and that's a quick trend. Um, whereas things like that, and there's like a long sleeve t shirt as well that I did a mock up of. And that just seems to sell all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> what is it about that? I just don't know. Yeah. Um, but I think as well, what I like to do with, you know, I don't necessarily just post a mock-up and it's just a t-shirt. I like to put like a design on there as well. Right. So 
again, it's like that he goes something to get you started rather mm-hmm. than just whack your design on that, you know? And I, I kind of, because I'm posting stuff anyway, I'm just designing things and for the daily post type thing, I was just like throwing a design on there mm-hmm. as part of my daily post and the mock-up is available, you know? So, um, so yeah, I did a bit of that and I think that was quite, um, that may, that may help. I don't know. Cause you're kind of giving someone context a bit of steer. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, but it is surprising the stuff that does sell. Um, and then the stuff that doesn't sell, you know, yeah. it's, Do you ever get yeah, it? I'm sure there's been some things just like design work and like likes or whatever, where you're all excited and doesn't do well at all and there's other ones where you're just like whatever long sleeve t-shirt and it's the best thing you know it's weird how that works like you can never predict it yeah i mean the glass shapes thing definitely that flew like in february january whatever you know that that flew um and then yeah it's it started sort of simmering down now but um yeah it's um yeah I, i think it did in terms of um yeah it's definitely the best performing one in terms of um hot off the press yeah. But in terms of, you know, uh, the sort of the longer distance runner, you know, definitely a lockup pack, I think for mm-hmm. sure. Consistent one, just, throughout the time. Yeah, that one has weight. Um, yeah. And like I say, you know, now it's animated as well and kind of bringing back around mm-hmm. to when I mentioned about doing that collab with Matt. When, you know, bringing that animate animation side to it as well, it's just nice, you know, that just goes to show you can do that so much more with it. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember Matt initially, that's how we got chatting was because he downloaded the first product and then made some stuff with it. And I was like, you know, it's just so nice to see it animated because I don't do that. Yeah. And it's nice to see what people do with it. And then obviously we were just like, we should make this a product. Do you want to do a collab? And he was like, yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, so that's it. That's the first, first draft. And then um, we've got some other ones that we're going to work on as well in the future. Nice. Who um, creates most of the, I saw a little bit of differing credits in the typefaces. Like, is that a mixture of you and other like freelance artists? Oh uh, yeah. So, um, so that's another thing. Like, I've always loved type, but I've mm-hmm. never really wanted to create type. Um, and I'm working with a guy called Remy as well. And I picked up his work. I found him on um, Instagram and it was after doing that same thing with Ben, my mate, Ben, who's origami clone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just that nice feeling of, you know, being able to sort them out. And I, I saw Remy's work and I was just like, I think your type's really nice. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and I said, you know, do you want to be part of the brand? You know, do you want to sell your stuff through the store? And he was just like, yeah, man, let's, let's do it. So he chucked a couple of, um, I, I selected like a few fonts. I was like, I think, I think this is really nice. It'd be nice to use this. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, it, and yeah, and it, and it was, you know, it was selling because that's another thing. I'm doing these posts. I'm constantly advertising stuff. So I'm like, this font and then listing what I've used in the post. And, and it's, you know, it's like mm-hmm. an organic way That's of smart. advertising it really. So I was doing that and um, gave him his payout and he was like, here's a load of more fonts. And yeah. I was like, cool. And, uh, you know, that's been a good relationship. He's a really nice dude. Um, yeah, so yeah, and, and that's it. yeah, it's just the same thing, you know, just um, building that up. Got a couple of other font guys doing stuff now as well. Nice. Um, yeah, so it's been good. It's been, it's just been nice, you know, it's just like building like a nice little, uh, nice little family you know mm-hmm. and i know there's like these little um there's these little niches and these little groups and and whatnot but it's i never really kind of get too involved with that type of stuff it's but it's nice i've kind of built this little like little family of these guys that are part of the team you know yeah it's similar to the end similar to the service-based work that i do you know with like the uh the sort of network that i have of like a developer and an seo guy and all that it's a similar mm-hmm. type of approach but other guys that want to add to it so it's it's kind of coming back full circle that's good yeah and it's i'm sure it feels great to not only have this successful business but i'm sure that like you already said that feeling of someone being like damn like they know you they knew their work was good but you just showed it to more people you know and it just validated them and showed like damn people are actually liking this these fonts or these graphics and that must feel great giving them that payout the um Cause I was looking, I think the Remy guy designed it. I love that ultra brutalism, like type oh, super mate, skinny yeah. fonts. It's that's badass. Cute. Like that's one of the first things I saw on your, when I first discovered your thing, like that, the vector pack. And then I think the uh, ink blade stuff. And I was like, damn, there's some cool shit on here. Yeah. Cause you're, you're bang into your type, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. That's, for sure. That, that ultra brutalism one. Yeah. That is right down your street for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hydra font was the first one I sort of had my eye on when I 
reached out to him. I thought yeah. that was a really nice font. Um, and yeah, and I've done done quite a few posts with that as well, and you know, driven driven some traffic that way. Um, and I think as well, um, like especially with Ben, speaking to Ben, he's um, you know he he's because he, I chat to him all the time. He's like, mate, love this, you know, and I've used his pack yeah. for like a post, and he's like, mate, I love it, you know, like seeing what I like using his pack in another way, you know, and just. And I think it's just quite nice as well. Like, um, and that's what I get as well when I see people using like the lockup pack or anything that I've kind of done. It's just like, oh, it's nice that they've done that, you know. Right. Seeing how it's been used. Um, so, yeah, it's and again, it's just it's just that nice sort of organic growth as well. Just doing it without forcing it. I'm not mm-hmm. like spamming loads of people and being like, oh, can I sell your stuff? Can I sell your stuff? And you know, it's just like chatting away to people casually and just being like, yeah, I think that's mm-hmm. cool. You know, do, do you want to? Do you want to be a part of this? And you know, it's just nice having those, yeah, just having those casual conversations. And it's like a mutual really. respect, you know. It's not you begging them, and it's not the vice versa. You know, it's a good relationship that's like healthy and and benefits both parties overall, really. Yeah, man, for sure. And um, it just yeah, it just feels nice that way as well. Um, less salesy, you know, just mm-hmm. more like yeah, like a friendship vibe, right? You know? That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, then they're all like cool guys, you know, it's um, just nice to have them on, on board. I love, I did some work for a client recently as well and I just love their whole thing. And, uh, and they're like an animation company and they Mm -hmm. just said, I was just like trying to figure out what it is about them. And they were talking about this type of staff that they have and their whole sort of like internal brand ethos. And they're just like, if you're a dickhead, you're out. It doesn't matter if you're really good at your job. If you're a dickhead, you're off. We right. don't want anyone like that. Yeah. We'd rather have someone who needs to learn that's really sound mm-hmm. and, you know, work with them and build them up rather than just have some hothead, you know? And uh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love that. You know, so, um, yeah, it's all about, like I say, you know, just treat people like you want to be treated yourself, you know, just having that respect and just, yeah, just, just uh, being in good company, you know? And they're all really cool, really talented people. And, yeah, and just like brushing shoulders with them, really. Nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. And uh, I think that's a good, good spot for uh, to go out on here. But one more last thing I wanted to to ask you is, do you have anything exciting coming up for uh, the studio and just go ahead and, and plug your stuff as well? Man, I would love to. There's there are two projects in particular that I'm working on and I don't want to get in trouble because the amount of documents I've signed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no worries. But, I'm super excited with that. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a really, really big client. Definitely the biggest one I've worked on. Um, nice, but I can't nice. necessarily say what it is. Um, but one one thing I did do when they first got in touch, I was like, I'm just going to have a little look into this. And I remember I copy and pasted the address mm-hmm. in the email signature, you know, and uh, just find out where this business is. And it's in Times Square. It's massive yeah. skyscraper. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is a big dog. Yeah. Like, bloody hell um and it's been yeah it's been really cool we're working on this project with these guys for the last few um months and I, that's why I, i've kind of like quietened down a little bit on my posting on instagram because i've been focusing on that quite a bit as well yeah good um, for you though but um yeah so yeah that that's a really cool one so hopefully i'll be able to announce a bit more about that soon um nice and um yeah and it, yeah and then there's another one as well which again is um one i can't really mention but it's for a, a particular artist and um we've been discussing this project for about a year and a bit now but because the music industry just came to a grinding halt mm. they've just like axed so many budgets so we've just been like not quite we're, they're just not ready to do this project yet and every time right. we just have a catch up with that every quarter like how we're getting on we're we ready to go and they're just like not quite yet. We're just waiting for this. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I just want to do this job because yeah. it's like an artist that I've been into for so many years. So that would be really cool. Nice. Um, so hopefully that sort of stuff I'll be able to sort of tease out soon because um, it'll be a proud moment for sure, big time. But um, yeah, until then, I can't really plug anything annoyingly. <laughs> yeah, all good. Well, other than that, I mean, you got a lot of new products up in the shop. It looks like uh, you just had that new jacket the mock-up with the model that's really cool and everyone definitely check out uh james stuff so is it just studio innate on all is that everything yeah so all, all that, I, to be honest i'm mainly just active on instagram yeah um all the, you know i know i kind of 
bumbled around on Twitter with you guys for a little bit, but yeah. I don't, I don't go on there. I just, yep. I can't keep up. I can't keep up. And, so Instagram uh, and the website. And then, yeah. And then, you know, shop.studionate.com yeah. is the store. And it's, um, yeah, separated that out from the main business website because it all used to live on one before. And that was just a bit of a, awesome. a bit hectic. But, cool. um, yeah. So, so yeah, all the asset stuff's on there and that's mainly where I'm at at the moment. And, um, yeah, and on Instagram. Cool. Well, go check them out. Go buy some stuff or a lot of cool shit. And if you want to hear a little bit more, go over to the Patreon link below. We're going to do a little Q&A, go over a few more things. And just want to thank you again for coming on. Appreciate it, man. My pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. All right. Peace out, everyone. Cheers, man.